Welcome to Stony Brook Church. We are so glad that you are here in worship with us on this fifth Sunday in Lent. I am Pastor Jennifer Casey. I bring you greetings on behalf of our preacher of the day, Pastor David Hoffman, along with our Pastor Emeritus, Pastor Bob Thomas. As we begin our time together, you will find a connection card in your bulletin packet or online at stonybrook.church. You are invited to fill this out um, as it is a way for you to share that you were in worship with us today. It's also a place where you can share any joys or concerns with our prayer team. And then if you turn it over, it is a place where you can uh, register your, um, your intent for uh, different ministries that the church is offering. If you are worshiping with us in person, you can place those during, in the offering plates during the offering time. Uh, the planning has already begun for our uh, mission trip to McCurdy this year. It will be in October, October 8th through 15th. Uh, the mission trip uh, to McCurdy is going to be located in northern New Mexico. And the week will include a working on a variety of projects, uh, including working in the McCurdy Charter School. Uh, if you are interested in learning more information about this mission trip, you can attend an informational session that is, will be held today at noon, uh, and we will be uh, providing lunch if that is something you would like to attend. Uh, also, mark your calendars for Holy Week. Holy Week is almost here, beginning next Sunday with our Palm and Passion Sunday on April 10th. All of our normal worship uh, times will be offered, and so you can uh, come in person at either any of the three worship services or worship online at 9.30 and 11. The Holy Thursday service will be on April 14th at 7 p.m., both in person and live streamed. Good Friday will be at noon on April 15th, both in person and live streamed. And then on Easter Sunday, we will be worshiping at 6.30 a.m. for our sunrise service across the street at the Fisher's Barn or our 8 a.m. traditional service in person only, 9.30 traditional service in person or live stream, and our 11 a.m. contemporary service in person and live stream. So we hope that you are able to join us for one of those worship services on the day that we uh, celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and our Savior. You can find all of this information that I have shared with you and so much more about the mission and ministries of Stony Brook Church in your bulletin packet or online at stonybrook.church. I invite you now to quiet your hearts and your minds as our prelude prepares us for worship.
invite you to rise as you are able in body or in spirit for our call to worship. You will find your responses in bold. For God alone, my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my deliverance and my honor. My mighty rock, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Let us continue worshiping by singing our opening hymn.
Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of holy baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All of this is God's gift to us, offered to us without price. Through confirmation, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church. I present the following youth for confirmation. Mason Barkhurst, Elizabeth Bratt, Brendan Evans, Andrew Holmes, Lena Javorski, Cassidy Mischler, Evan Motzer, J.D. Pankost, Matthias Siegenthaler, and Sarah Taylor. baptism have consisted first of the renunciation of all that is evil and then the profession of faith and loyalty to Christ. Candidates for confirmation profess for themselves the solemn vows that were made at their baptism. And so to you, confirmands, I ask, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they may present themselves? If so, say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to all people of all ages, nations, and races. If so, say, I do. I do. I invite us now to please stand as we join together in the profession of Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and the New Testament. Do you believe in God the Father? I, I believe, believe in God the Father, Father Almighty, Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. You may be seated. As we come to this moment of baptism for one of those who are preparing for confirmation, I want to share with you that uh, last week at the confirmation retreat, I had the privilege and pleasure of baptizing Lena Javorski along with her sisters, Ruby and Violet. You can see a picture of them up on the screen. And today we invite Cassidy to come forward for her baptism. So if you would come forward, Cassidy, to the baptismal font. Let us pray. 
Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. And after the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to the freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your Holy Spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and make disciples of all nations. O God, pour out your Holy Spirit on this gift of water and the one who will receive it to wash away her sin and clothe her in righteousness throughout her life, that dying and being raised with Christ, she too may share in God's final victory. All praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. Amen. Cassidy, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we ask that God continues to work in your life, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be and become a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us celebrate her baptism. Congratulations. Parents are invited to come forward as well. Mason, remember your baptism and be thankful. Mason, may the Holy Spirit continue to work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Elizabeth, the Holy Spirit continue to work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Brendan, remember your baptism and be thankful. We ask that the Holy Spirit continue to work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Brendan's life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In Brendan's life, 
May the Holy Spirit continue to work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lena, remember your baptism and be thankful. May the Holy Spirit continue to work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. remember your baptism and be thankful. May the Holy Spirit continue to work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Cassidy's life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In Cassidy's life, Evan, remember your baptism and be thankful. We ask that the Holy Spirit continue to work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Remember your baptism and be thankful. May the Holy Spirit continue to work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. In James's life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In James's life, Matthias, remember your baptism and be thankful. We ask that the Holy Spirit continue to work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Remember your baptism and be thankful. 
May the Holy Spirit continue to work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Sarah's life, Lord, be glorified, be glorified. In Sarah's life, Lord, be glorified today. Now the questions of membership. As members of Christ's Universal Church, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church, and will you faithfully participate in the ministries of Stony Brook United Methodist Church by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If so, answer, I will. And to you, the congregation, members of the household of God, I commend to you the confirmation class of 2022. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and protect them in love. How will you respond? We, we give, give thanks for all that God has already given, given to you. And, and we, we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and Stony Brook United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. So as they are being seated, I want to give uh, one challenge to the congregation. Uh, as we are committed to be in prayer for our confirmation students, uh, you may have noticed there are picture frames for each student at the back of the sanctuary. Those frames are for them to take home and keep, and I'm asking everyone in the church to go and place a little dot to represent a prayer around those picture frames, so that when they take these home, they know that they are surrounded by prayer, and they're being supported by the people of Stony Brook Church. So at the, end of the, at the end of the service, if you could just go around and place dots on each of those picture frames and continue to be in prayer, not only for the confirmation students, but for everyone in the church. Thank you so much. And in that spirit of prayer, let us turn our hearts to a time of prayer. I invite you to join me in this spirit. Uneven, bumpy, and sometimes downright dangerous footing. Our journey finds us tripping and stumbling, wondering if we'll ever find places of smooth terrain. Rocks jutting out, sinking sand, rushing water can easily throw us off balance. We yearn for something, anything more to offer stability and safety. But the things we often turn to can't provide what we really need. Love, forgiveness, mercy. Forgive us, O oh God, for not turning to you, for missing out on the ways that you show us your firm, stable foundation. 
Oh God, show us how the rocks and the sand and the water are all a part of your generous and beautiful creation. Show us how every time we trip or we are unsure or we are confused, that you are right there with us, guiding, loving, stabilizing. Help us to look back on those times in our lives when we felt off kilter with compassion and curiosity and learning and show us opportunities to grow. Be with those today, O oh God, whose lives feel unsettled by illness, by loss, by addiction, by loneliness, by depression. Be with those today, O oh God, whose lives are impacted by violence, by war, by injustice. Be with those today, O oh God, who feel at the end of their rope, hopeless. Surround each with your grace, offering your hope to the world. Show us how we are a part of that hope and how we can help to provide some stability. Call us to action, O oh God, for it is when we lift our eyes up from the rocky terrain that we discover you all around, shining and glorious, and the rocks no longer seem as scary, and we can see how the journey has shaped us and teaches us to trust in you more deeply and more profoundly. We pray all of this in the name of the one whose very life offers the firmest of foundations. Amen.
Thank you for your gift of music. Today we close our sermon series on the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, today we're looking at the last section of Scripture uh, from the seventh chapter, verses 24 through 28. I invite us to hear these words. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Now, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. Friends, this is the word of God for all God's children. Thanks be to God.
Thou who art over us, thou who art one of us, thou who simply art, give each of us a pure heart that we may see thee, a humble heart that we may hear thee, a heart of love that we may serve thee, and most of all, a heart of faith that we may always abide in thee. This is our hope. This is our prayer this day. Amen. Jesus had just finished teaching many essential lessons to his disciples and to the gathered crowd on that mountaintop. It was now time for them to journey down the mountain to begin living the life as Jesus had instructed them. This sermon series has only scratched the surface of, of the teachings found in the Sermon on the Mount. We could have spent so much more time. But here at the end of the sermon, for the text this morning, surprisingly Jesus concludes by saying that words are not what matters most in living into the kingdom of God. So I have a question for us to consider this day. Five frogs were on a log. Four decided and told their fellow frogs that they were going to jump off. How many were left? Five. <laughs> There's always one in the crowd. Did you read my notes? The answer is five, thank you very much. <laughs> because there is a difference between deciding to do something and actually doing something. We can choose to do something and tell others that we are committed to doing it and yet stay right there on the log. Jesus says that words are not what matters most when it comes to living into the kingdom of God. Saying Lord, Lord, and having the right religious sounding words or memorizing even those words aren't what matters. And even doing religious activities are not what it's all about either. More than a few folks have performed religious activities for all the wrong reasons, for, like fame and money, power and political gain. Boundary keeping and accountability are crucial for those who seek to lead us. But what matters most to Jesus is acting out our faith as we live into God's kingdom. We are to be Christ's visible and tangible presence in this world. And to illustrate this, Jesus tells a parable about a house built on a rock and a house built on the sand. And the wise builder is described as one who hears and acts upon the words of Jesus. The foolish builder is the one who listens but fails to act. And building is a valuable image when talking about living out our faith. Building and construction references abound in Holy Scripture. There are more than 400 such metaphors and parables and illustrations for us to consider. The action of building is a dynamic process, a process of growth and, and development 
The act of building anticipates change, and one can witness progress. We all know that the first thing that must be done in in building a house is, is to lay a foundation. And without a strong foundation, problems will soon arise. Mess up the foundation and you have a real problem. Even before the bell tower in Pisa, which we know as the leaning tower of Pisa, Even before it was completed, it was obvious that there were problems. The tower began to lean during construction in the 12th century due to soft ground that could not properly support the structure's weight. It worsened through the completion of the construction in the 14th century. The soft, sandy soil wasn't stable enough, and the foundation was not adequate for the tower's height. They tried to correct it in the process of building by placing stones a little bit to the side as each course of stone was laid. But the tower, it continued to lean. And by 1990, the tilt had reached 5.5 degrees. And the tower was was stabilized by remedial work between 1993 and 2001. Even a team of engineers tried to pump concrete into the earth to stabilize the structure, reducing the tilt to 3.97 degrees. Maybe that'll work. (laughs) Maybe it won't. Would have been a lot easier to build a good foundation right from the start. Another thing about building, you have to take it one step at a time. If you've ever built a house or watched one being built on HDTV or Magnolia Network, right? <laughs> you know that things have to happen, right, in a, in a specific order. You pour the footings, you frame the house, you roof it, you have to put rough in the plumbing and electrical before finishing the walls and the ceilings, It doesn't go up all at once. It happens a step at a time. And if you've ever owned a home, you know that remodeling and improvements never, ever end. Some of us have been building and working on our faith for a long time. Some are just starting, signifying the decisions for holy baptism and confirmation and and church membership. These are essential steps into living into God's kingdom but they're not the end. And the thing for us to keep in mind is that your commitments challenge us to think about our commitments as well. Your commitments challenge us to look at our faith and and to move forward. You are now responsible for holding all of us accountable to our own faith. Living into God's kingdom anticipates requires us to keep building. Faith isn't finished once and for all. It's a lifelong process of growing and maturing. We have to keep building, which is not unlike owning a home. The house, yes, it will eventually get built, but the work doesn't stop there. There's landscaping to do. There are storm doors to replace. There are walls to paint, pictures to hang. You know that list. It could go on and on and on and on. It's an ongoing process of transformation. 
The to-do list presented to the disciples and to us in the Sermon on the Mount can also seem never-ending. Scholar A.J. Levine reminds us when, when people take seriously the Sermon on the Mount, when they conquer their anger, when they love not only their neighbors but also their enemies, the kingdom of God is present. When we practice our piety not for accolades, when we find our treasure by focusing on what is of ultimate import, then the kingdom becomes incarnate inside each one of us. Both we and the world in which we live become transformed. Ah, some people will say, I wish we had made the kitchen a little bigger. Or I can't believe we put that hideous orange carpet in the living room. <laughs> And growing up in a large family, we must have said a thousand times, I wish we had another. There you go. It's the same way with building and living out our faith. Sometimes we don't realize how bad our decisions are or how short-sighted they are. But friends, it's never too late to make those revisions and adjustments by God's grace. And finally, Jesus, through this parable, says that only a storm, only a storm will reveal the truth. And so often, that, that is the case. When the storm comes, the, the weakness of the house built on sand and the strength of the house built on the rock are so apparent in Jesus' parable, the foundation strength was only seen when the storms came and the waters rose. And that storm reveals to us that there's always ways in which we have failed to live out our faith. And sometimes, yes, sometimes we have to rebuild. Sometimes we have to turn and return back to God. And again, that is God's grace, apparent and acting in our lives. And one more thing about building. We've been thinking, we've been thinking about it all in this individual sort of way, but it's not something that we do entirely by ourselves. We can think of our faith as more of like a, a barn raising with many workers who give of themselves to see that that house is built. Friends, God has given us each other, and God has given us this church. Thanks be to God. Amen. that Stony Brook Church reflects God's kingdom in this world is through our Benevolence Fund. The Benevolence Fund uh, is in place so that we can help our neighbors in need with things like rental uh, assistance and utility assistance. And so as people are um, seeking that kind of help through your generosity, we are able to um, help our neighbors. And so today, because it is a communion Sunday, when you come forward for communion, you will see the baskets along the rail uh, taking a special offering for our Benevolence Fund. We are grateful for all of the ways that you give of yourself uh, to God through the mission and ministries of Stony Brook Church. 
Will the ushers wait upon us as we offer our gifts to God?
joyfully offer these gifts back to you. Use them to build your kingdom here on earth. Use us to help build your kingdom on earth. We pray all of this through the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I invite you to be seated. Christ our Lord invites to this table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and who seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, in preparation, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, and that proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. In love, you made us for yourself. And when we had fallen into sin and became subject, subject to evil and death, your love remained steadfast. You bid your faithful people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Easter feast that renewed by your word and sacraments and fervent in prayer and works of justice and mercy, we may come to the fullness of grace that you have prepared for those who love you. And so with your people on earth and all the people in company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent in the fullness of time to redeem the world. He emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in our likeness. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. He took upon himself our sin and death and offered himself a perfect sacrifice for the sin of the whole world. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your holy church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup and gave thanks to you and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
And so now, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we now offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we now proclaim the mystery of our faith together. Christ, Christ has died. died. Christ, Christ is, is risen. Christ, Christ will come, come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on the ways that we have gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, with the confidence of the children of God, let us join together praying the prayer that Jesus taught us by saying, Our Father, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread in which we break and share is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks and share is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Friends, these are God's gifts to us. This table is open to all those gathered here and those joining us online. You're invited to share in this holy sacrament, whether or not you're a member of this or of any congregation. Gluten-free and prepackaged elements are available for those who need them. As you come forward, you'll be offered some hand sanitizer and then given a piece of cut bread and invited to take a cup. I invite um, those who are serving to come forward at this time, and I invite the ushers to wait upon us.
Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you've given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the living of our days in the strength of your spirit. Amen. I invite you if you're able to stand and sing our closing hymn together. It is that rock, that foundation which we build upon that cannot be shaken. Let us go forth from this place knowing that God goes with us, ready to hear us, ready to see us, ready to put us in places where we can act and make a difference in this world. Let us go forth in God's care. Amen. Amen.